0: Tuesday on an all-new Buffy. The show USA Today gives four stars. Do you have any idea what I'm capable of? He's addicted to blood, and there's only one thing for a Slayer to do. You've got to kill me. This Thanksgiving, Spike goes called turkey. We need to get him some blood.
1: Do you want me
2: to kill Anya? No. Welcome to Vampy Cat also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Never... Whoop, season seven, episode nine, Never Leave Me. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about the characters, and we will be talking about the all-knowing council. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before, after, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Yeah, last night I was podcasting, and then this morning I was podcasting some more. And then just when I thought I was done, I started podcasting again. I've got podcasts coming out of both ends. Hello, hello, welcome back. My name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel, say hello. You
0: stole mine. Um.
2: (laughs) Because I've got (laughs) podcasts coming out of both ends, it's too good not to say. It's too good. It's too good. (laughs)
0: Um... Podcasts are not just about moonbeams and penny whistles, love. It's about self-loathing.
2: Hey, that's a good one. That's a good, obvious one I didn't take either. But that's why you're a professional, because you bring backups. You're ready for backups. Oh, dark cherry apple. That's why this tastes awful. I thought it was just apple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're here to talk about not- Cut that out. We're here to talk about- That's my drink. Never leave me. What's originally aired on November, 26th of the year 2002 written by drew goddard this is three of five for him last was conversation with dead people and next will be lies that my parents told me episode 17 of the season directed by david solomon the guy that directs all the episodes 17 and 19 for him last was selfless written by drew goddard and the next will be the killer in me episode 13 of this season so uh well gosh that, that just flew by just flew by sure I'm, I'm already ready for you to tell me what happened in this episode? Wow! Can you believe it? Yeah, because okay. <laughs> it because it I happens can. every time because that's yeah. the format of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You want me to do it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Break the I, I
0: format. Break either. the mold, station. Just don't do it.
3: <laughs> One strike. Abstain. Yeah. Um, this is a plotter's strike, I'm sorry. (laughs) A
2: plotter's strike? Oh
3: my. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dawn is doing the math we're all doing. If Spike is killing people, why hasn't Buffy slayed him yet? Anya, who was stabbed through the chest, seems particularly bitter about Buffy's (laughs) reticence to stab Spike (laughs) through the chest. Andrew, dressed like a discount Neo, complains to the First that he doesn't want to kill any more people, which really underlines how the First is just, like, really annoying ghosts, because the First can't do it itself. Truly the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Principal Wood is doing the least when it comes to principaling. He'll just call the cops if you break the rules. The little teen delinquent's agree to paint over there to gra- graffiti or whatever. <laughs> and Don interrupts to describe Buffy's em- <laughs> to describe to Buffy's employer graphically how Buffy is barfing and shitting so violently she can't make it into work. <laughs> Let's cut to the council. In case you were hoping the council would finally live up to any potential and help to defeat the first, well, don't hold your breath. (laughs) Meanwhile, Spike is tied to a spindly wooden chair. He appears to be going through a detox from not drinking human blood, which I guess is new Buffy lore. Willow agrees to go out and get some animal blood, which is lucky because after Andrew fails to murder an adorable piglet he also goes out to get lots of animal blood and bumps into Willow in a crazy random happenstance (laughs) Andrew and Willow try to intimidate each other in an alley before Willow Andrew naps Andrew and brings him back to the summer's residence takes the entire trip for Andrew to realize that Willow isn't evil anymore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Xander and Anya tie Andrew up to a much sturdier chair. Andrew tries to tell them an obviously bogus story about falling in love with a woman. And then Anya <laughs> sl- slaps Andrew and they leave the room to let him stew. Spike drinks his fill of animal blood and does a whole, woe is me, I'm evil and you should kill me song and dance. Buffy goes to check on Andrew and his interrogators before walking back out into the hallway where she can hear Spike talking to himself. He acts a bit off before breaking the chair he's tied to. Who saw that one coming? And bursting through the literal wall to grab Andrew and begin Drinking his blood. Buffy subdues Spike and chains him down in the basement, making everyone watching wonder why. If they had manacles in the basement, they didn't use those to begin with. <laughs> Xander now. Ex- Xander explains using his nerd knowledge that the first has been triggering Spike to make him into a murder machine. Buffy is now finally ready to investigate the big bad of the season, even though they've been getting warnings something's coming from the beginning. Buffy goes down to the basement to tenderly wipe Andrew's blood from Spike's face while he tries to shock (laughs) Buffy into killing him. Buffy refuses and then is promptly hit in the face by a robed man with no eyes. Oh no, a harbinger. They descend on the summer's house. Don't worry, the Scooby gang is fine. The harbingers were only there to vampire nap Spike. Meanwhile, Principal Wood is now doing the most as a principal by finding. Jonathan's body in the basement and going out into the California desert to bury it. <laughs> We're back at the council where we learn lots of operatives have been murdered. That's really a blow to their forces. Then a bigger blow comes in the form of a bomb blowing up the entire <laughs> council. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> The Harbingers bring Spike back to the school basement, which has been conveniently cleaned by the principal, and string Spike up on a giant pentagram. The first laughs and taunts Spike, while the Harbingers cut symbols into Spike's chest, and he's raised into the air so his blood can drip on the same sigil Jonathan died on. This time, the sigil activates and opens, revealing the master? Wait, no, it's just an ugly really <laughs> AF <Uber> vamp. <laughs> there we go. The episode. <laughs> well done.
2: Well done. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Would you like to know some fun facts? I would oh, love to. Thank God. Okay, continuing our trigger plot line. The title of this episode is taken from the lyrics of everyone's new favorite jam, Early One Morning. Ahem. Early one morning, just as the sun was rising. I heard a maid sing in the valley below. Oh, don't deceive me. Oh, never leave me. How could you oh. use a poor maiden so?
0: Nice. Nice. <gasps> there you go. That's a fun fact. Oh, never leaving. That is a fun fact.
2: Here's an even funner one. The brown embroidered top that Buffy wears in this episode was designed by, created by, fashioned by, I don't know the right, what would you say? Produced by, designed by? It depends on if she designed it or if she sewed it. Ooh, that's, that's great. Uh, it. Yeah. Well, it was, it was Nanette Lepore. Are you familiar with Nanette And <laughs> I am not, no. No one is. Uh, oh, wow. Quentin Travers is reassuring. <laughs> words okay, <to> cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Travis's re- oh my God, Quentin Travers. Quentin Travers's reassuring words to Lydia: "We are still masters of our fate. We are still captains of our souls." Are from William Aaron- Ernest Henley's poem *Invictus*. If you are unfamiliar, here's a reading of it.
0: Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeons of chance my head is bloody but unbowed.
2: Better known as the Oklahoma City bomber, chose the poem Invictus as his final statement before being executed on June 11th, 2001. Gotta wonder if Drew Goddard was aware of that little factoid, given that Quentin says it shortly before a bomb destroys the council building. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a went,
0: movie Invictus that was about Nelson Mandela. So right. I'm sure more people, not just Timothy McVeigh, oh. right? Hopefully. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. Assuredly. But. Well, weird. Well, weird, on weird stuff blowing yeah. up. That is, yeah. Speaking of Drew, via a post on a Buffy forum shortly after this episode aired, he revealed that he had wanted to go full hardcore crucifixion with Spike at the end of this episode and literally nail him to that cross rig thing. Oh, but the WB cool. higher ups weren't super keen on that idea, so the nails were swapped for leather straps. Boo. Yeah, that would have been a, uh, an image for sure. Mm-hmm. It's time for some trivia. Oh. Wow. You mean trivia? Oh yeah, I spelled trivia wrong. There's only so many letters in it. I forgot one of the I's. There we go. Now it's officially trivia time. Only one question, but it's a multi-parter. Okay, Camden Toy. He's back again. This time he assumes the role of the Turacan that we see only briefly at the end of this episode. Of course, we're already familiar with Camden. He's played two other creatures on the show before. Can you name the previous Buffy monsters that Mr. Toy has played and or the episodes that he appeared in? Either of you just go for it. Just yell it out if you know it. No ideas.
0: I put my hand up.
2: That... oh, you did. Okay, well, I didn't see it because you didn't. Oh, you... <laughs> 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 just say it. Okay. I'm lowering your hand, sir. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> is it, it the one that attacked Willow? The one that could get them when they're when you know they couldn't see him at the beginning of the neural? Yes, that is one.
2: Absolutely, in this season. Do you remember the name of the episode?
0: Uh, oh, God, whatever the first episode was.
2: Same time, same place. All te- yeah, oh, right, one episode, and one. Yeah. One and one. Okay. Nice. What is the other episode? I was
3: going to guess the one where Giles set up that demon with his wife, and the demon came and did, like, a chant.
2: Oh, you, sh- you shall not call on me again, Rupert Giles. Mm-hmm. No, it is not that one. Okay, I don't know then. I, I don't, I could, I don't the even think one. I could guess. Was it the master? No, season four. Mark Metcalf plays the master.
0: So the one is season, season... four? Is what the,
2: the episode is season four. Okay. Um, it's a bit. It's a pretty Adam? obvious one.
0: Adam. No.
2: no, Jesus, I don't even remember what. So Camden Toy is like a pretty big creature guy, not as big as the other one who features in that episode, um, but oh, he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman ah, from the episode. Hush. They all right. So you guys are tied. Great job. Great triviaing job good thing i devised a tiebreaker
0: for the extra
2: super fan bonus
0: oh god <laughs> what, is what is this podcast
2: camden toy returns to the buffyverse for a final time as the prince of lies in which season five
0: episode
2: of angel the one with the puppets why we fight incorrect it is. Why we fight. The Absolutely. Only why we fight. <laughs> the only one I could possibly have named. The only Damn one. Damn it. Because <laughs> it's the only one I remember the name of. That in Room with a View. Or, or Are You Now or ever? How You Ever. No, I can't you always get that wrong,
0: so you don't actually yeah. know that one. Are You Now or Have You Ever Been.
2: Are You Now or Have You. And then Smile Time. Smile Time. Sorry, smile, I'm time to use so right. <laughs> smile Time is the puppet episode. That's right, so there you go. Smile Time. Well, great job. Let's have Smile Time. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Stacia, are you ready?
3: Yeah, I am. What did you think about this episode? Oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is so weird because it feels like a lot of people posturing and then, like, nothing happens. I agree. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a unsatisfying yeah. episode. It's also, like, just...
3: Yeah, it's like we're waiting for something. Like, Buffy's waiting. Mm. We're waiting for Andrew to reveal something. We're just, like hanging out yeah yeah daniel what do you think
2: about this episode
0: uh after last week's debacle it was nice to laugh again i i mm-hmm. enjoyed that aspect of this i laughed hard at lots of places this was just so much more better written than the last one um so comparing it to that is hard because like this is a breath of fresh air i just i loved watching this way more but there's no denying that like outside of the conversations between buffy and spike which was great and gold and they were really great in those We are treading through ground that we've already done before, and it is one of those, like, set piece episodes. Like, we needed to get Andrew in this fucking show again. Like, we're going to pursue that. We know that they do that. But it was it was neat to see him, and, like, that was cool, and it's very funny, and, you know, everything with Willow, it's like there was a lot of tension there that they could have – the whole episode could have just been about that, and it's nice that it wasn't in a way, so – um, but, yeah, at the end, it loses points just because fuck, fuck the council. That shit was stupid, um, although they got blown up. pretty <laughs> funny. But I think it's still ambiguous where it's like as me as a viewer. I'm like, I hate the council. And, yeah, it's an explosion, but it's like I know that Giles is out there. I know that they're going to be back, and it's just – I don't know. It It's kind of one of those type of episodes. Does the humor outweigh that nothing happened? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
2: After a Laughless Jane episode, yeah, definitely. I mean, Andrew – is a comedy character. Mm-hmm. You, you get to write jokes for him, so that that's really nice. But yeah, I, I totally agree that it was kind of like, I, not every episode of TV needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, I'm, even though that's kind of the the jazz or the jazz, I don't know, the <laughs> procedurals kind of do that format anyway. You know, because it's like a. Uh, yeah complete little package of an episode because it's supposed to be monster of the week right Buffy doesn't necessarily need to be beholden that and often shows that don't do that are more entertaining but I don't I'm just unsatisfied like yeah we're treading water treading the same ground yeah we did stuff but like nothing it doesn't feel like anything happened so it's a weird one for that. Because it's like, the council blows up. That should be a huge thing. But, but, it also should, it's, like nothing. but
0: it's not, because I'm glad. I, I don't know how much we're going to get into the council, but God, seeing them, I was like, oh no, this is initiative part two. Like We're getting ramping mm-hmm. up the big bad. I love that they have the same actors. I really do. It's really yes. fun to see them. That is a huge plus good job. Production team who's making the fucking show. And Drew Goddard, he did a great job writing a ton of references. Clearly you love the show and you went out of your way to do all these things. But... It's just, those things suck. They've always yeah. sucked. Agreed.
3: Okay. I mean, it feels like a hasty way to tie up what maybe the um, people doing Buffy thought of as a loose end. Like, if the world's going to end because the first and they're activating all these potentials, the council's going to be involved. But, like, the council hasn't been mentioned in seasons. I'm not even thinking about the council. So to bring them up and then immediately kill them feels like, why do we go there?
2: I th- You're probably right. Right? Like, like I don't we don't want to write about them anymore but we should yeah. we're kind of obligated especially like Drew Goddard like it makes sense that he we would throw that in there because yeah why wouldn't you? it also is like the same angel question right like we have meta reasons mm-hmm. why that can't happen but like the whole fucking world ending. This is the ultimate battle between good and evil. Right. Get Angel on the team. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's
2: go get Angel. We, real we quick. should have
0: been w- looking into Wolfram and Hart this whole time. What? What about these yeah. guys over here in this world? Yeah. It's just like Somebody. it doesn't make sense. I mean, in calling Giles, great call. I mean, obviously phones don't work, so it's like the two of them were just having. Uh, dueling hallucinations because clearly they were not talking to each <laughs> other. Telephones aren't real, but you got to think that she's got to call Angel. Maybe she was talking to Angel on the phone the whole time, and he's like, "I'm on a different show." And the other guy, the council guy, is like, "These are what people talk sound like when they talk on the telephone. It's kind of a joke that he does for the council because they don't really have phones, so he's, he's just, just talking. miming it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then they stitch it together, and it's like they're having two separate conversations. They're not even talking to each other. <laughs> but you think that, yeah, you would call Angel for sure. But WTF? So.
2: You both are are right. We never actually explore this. And I'm definitely a Buffy apologist when it comes to I read into the potential of a character or a situation or whatever because in my head I've made it up into this thing because the show kind of wants you to have made it up into this thing. Clearly this is an example of that. Like I said, like, whoa, here it is. Oh, God, we're supposed to care. It all exploded. This all matters a lot. But, like, what the fuck have they been up to? Now, the last time we saw them, obviously Quentin, and his little cadre of, of watchers, including Lydia, which I totally appreciated that they got the same actress, and that one guy for his one line in this episode. I know, I know. He was there. Incredible. Was
1: um,
2: so what do we think that they do? Now, in <laughs> Checkpoint, when they came back, uh, we talked about What's sponsoring them? Like, how, what are they embedded into? How could they possibly hold Giles's green card hostage? What the fuck are they doing? So, Stacia, Quentin's like, you know, let's get the assets. Let's uh, talk about the operatives. <laughs> oh, no, our database. Oh, they, they've gotten into it. Like, can you give me your best headcanon? Because clearly the text does not provide. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> does the council do? How do they have money? What are their operatives? <sighs> I have truly no idea. I
3: do kind of wonder, because the show's kind of hinted that, you know, there are people, like, normies, quote-unquote normies, that exist, that understand that there's, like, a supernatural world. And, like, maybe the council, aside from, like, doing their duty with the Slayer, which takes one person, um, they're just, like, retrieving magical artifacts for rich people. (laughs) Or, like, fighting off poltergeist mansions where people have murdered a bunch of servants or whatever. Like, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. So Just d- like sort of like um mercenaries for hire or for the supernatural for rich people because they have a lot of money and resources and how would they have that without financial backing?
2: Okay, so do you think that they're like part mystical art dealers for lack of a better term? Like, like, yeah, curators, yeah, 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 yeah. And then also will ghost bust if you need if you, you need it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's probably true hey, that, what, what do you what do you think they are up
0: to that sounds <laughs> great i mean honestly it's like it would explain why the magic box was such an easy fit for giles how did he get all this <laughs> inventory like he definitely has we've seen them spring into action with faith i mean they have a police yep. Type force they're not very they're good. wet works,
2: right that's a whole other aspect right. they have this like black whatever black ops situation they're incompetent. But they suck. yeah yeah they're incompetent <laughs> yeah. but that's, o-
0: that's okay you're allowed to be incompetent <laughs> um but i like the idea that like who is paying for this because it, it is bizarre i don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of the green card thing because that's that's involving too much the show can't handle because we can't really do that but like i like that idea of like there is enough like mystical type of lore in the world and yeah there's probably rich people and I mean, Ghost Hunter shows are real, right? I mean, there's probably some type of a business where it's like you could go in and because they know there is an element of, of truth to some of this stuff, they could even plant fake evidence right it's like the, all those fun stories about vampires in new orleans or whatever and they'll walk in and be like well nothing really happened here but let's put a fucking fang right i mean they could just mm. do that and then be like here give us a million dollars i mean you could yeah you could to do drum it. up
2: business or to extort or whatever yeah, yeah. totally
0: because they don't seem to care about like informing the public really or keeping anybody safe like none of that mm-hmm. stuff matters to them i it, honestly don't know what they're doing i mean the end was just so funny when they're just like all of our operations are done like munich switzerland <laughs> melbourne like everything's gone like they said yeah what is it uh, they said sir we are crippled and i just yep. laughed and laughed it's like <laughs> you can't be crippled like you are already crippled you started out crippled like there's no It's so funny to me this is just and then blowing up was a good touch so now question for me does the council come back or is this the end no Uh, that's hilarious so that actually makes me so happy so i guess if i finish the season as a normal watcher who hates the council i i would like this a lot more retroactively (laughs) but i didn't realize that they're done so that is genuinely funny i love that actually they they are
2: still around in the comics like i don't remember how it comes well because clearly they they have operations all over the world right munich melbourne whatever the fuck right like they they supposedly have Whatever it is they do all over the world.
0: The council has all the known toxins on file, mystical or otherwise. I'll contact them immediately.
2: Thanks. Yeah, the show never goes into it. I feel like if we had gotten maybe another season... Maybe they would have delved into that. Uh, it, it might be somewhat interesting. Or cool rather, enough. I would, let's do alternate season four. Let's talk about the fucking council and just not do the initiative. Because, like, it's so much more relevant to Buffy, to our story, our world, to have gone into the council. But we didn't do it. And it, that it's too late. Yeah, so the, the comic notwithstanding, this is it. This is the end of the council as we know it. That's great. So,
0: Genuinely weird funny. shit. Genuinely funny.
2: Weird okay. shit. Quentin does say specifically that Giles is a lapsed employee. Mm. So he's not getting paid anymore? Because the last thing we <laughs> heard was Giles is to be paid full salary retroactively from the date he was fired. Stacia. I guess he quit. He quit? When did he quit off screen? When he was? I mean, like, Quentin kind of says, ever since he left Sunnydale, mm-hmm. he's kind of been mean, off the I mean, what is he
3: doing? He's, like, in a farm hanging yeah. out with Ms. He Horsesmith. was helping
2: a murderous rampage witch- with her recovery you want to talk about doing nothing this is a group of people doing nothing <laughs> ron
0: this weasley's dad ron weasley's Look, dad isn't doing anything
2: <laughs> is <laughs> that ron weasley's paper.
0: dad for real no, but it looks like oh, it. it looks, looks like, like it
3: it could be for all we know i know muggles. how like many people younger. are even in england like 200
0: yeah basically and they're all right that's heads. why they
3: don't need phones <laughs> oh,
2: they got a sweet iMac back there, though. Maybe that was a thoughtful database. They, do. <laughs> they got to that one one computer, and that was it. Server destroyed. Uh, so, Daniel, <laughs> sorry, that was good. Daniel wasn't ready for that. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I I do <laughs> I do wonder uh why do they hate Buffy so much. Like, yeah, I, I clearly they have <laughs> other resources, international, multiple, vast resources. Right. But, like, they know about the first, obviously, right? They're saying, like, the first is making the moves. We got to retaliate. They were—he was literally just—we know how hard it is to get a phone call to England. It's he was just on the phone with Buffy. He could have said— anything Anything. given her anything and purposely didn't and mocked her basically to the group for not knowing
0: why do they hate her daniel because she is
2: the slayer
0: she embarrassed him one time
2: (laughs) and if we know one thing about the
0: british they don't take slights well and they carry a grudge for 200 300 plus years so he's never i mean he to his dying breath he, he the last thought he had was about buffy
2: yeah and how he's god like, damn her, her. this Fuck is all her, her fault yep. <laughs> they're coming here now well, what, why do they have to come here yeah don't they have phones hello buffy here's some
0: stuff we know pip pip yeah phone see i'd like them on phone
2: i get it slayer's supposed to be a tool and in quentin's mind and probably you know the entire organization maybe sans giles because he actually cares about buffy as a person right this is supposed to be a tool And if she's not cooperating, she's not a useful tool, right? But again, we're fighting the fight of all fights. This is supposed to be the end. This is literal good versus literal embodiment of evil, right? Like, Buffy needs to be on the team. You're calling in these fake-ass operatives. Call in the OG, the one who is the one, the reason why these people made a weapon 2,000 years ago and infected a girl with demon blood. It's right now. It's this moment, guy, and you're not gonna call her in you're not gonna call her in why why station um
3: because she's not a good soldier but she will fight the bad guys yeah but she's not controllable she'll do what she wants and what she thinks is right okay but
2: if your objective is to stop the first and buffy would want to stop the first even if you don't get along and she does it her own way isn't it better to have her On your side?
3: I don't know. Buffy doesn't call Angel. We can't explain these things. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Fair. I think it is questionable. I think a a better show could actually put the stakes a little bit, I mean, like that because they would have their own motives and stuff. They obviously have the same goal in mind. But you're, she's totally, you're totally right. It's like, she's not a good soldier. She would not be controllable. And when it's over, they do not have a good track record of controlling the Slayers in any way. I mean, they did take Faith to prison. They got her there eventually, but that was more her Mm. own guilt and Buffy Mm -hmm. and external forces. And they're going to misconstrue that as their own power. But they must know deep down that they can't stop her in any real way. So What would they do if they had to fight the Slayer? I mean, that would be an interesting thing for a show to explore if you wanted to do that, because essentially you could have a world where Buffy becomes their enemy because, you know, she has a different outlook than they have because they would be doing nefarious, dumb bullshit and she wouldn't want to do it. But I never really go that route. So I will never we'll never know. But I mean, I
2: forgot all about faith. I mean, we get faith by the end of the season, so it's kind of a moot point. But like, yeah, call faith. Get her out of prison. If you guys oh, are this powerful, come, come on wow. Faith is not reliable. Oh, absolutely not. But it's like, still, uh, the, the scheme of things, and Faith is a little reformed. She would fight. They don't know that, and I know she's way more of a risk, but like, they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing. But okay, they wouldn't so fight for the council. All their operatives are dead. That's true. Melbourne.
0: Melbourne. Yeah, But they also wouldn't Faith, Faith wouldn't would. fight for them. I mean, she might help in the moment, right, to beat the first, but we still have the same problem at the end, right? If there's, like, yeah. a new world order that Travers wants to start, Buffy is going to stand in opposition to that. And I'm sure he would learn that Faith is probably not really on their side either. So it's like, now you have two fucking problems. And they're weak as yeah. shit, as we've learned. It's like, they have nothing to go on except getting blown up, which is the best option for everyone involved. <laughs>
2: So do you think the operatives that Quentin is, is talking about, these, these operatives, um, are the potentials or are, is it more broad than that? Do you think it's part of the ghostbusting business, like the ghost busting curating mm-hmm. business is what the by oper- operatives, gotcha. Maybe the, do you think potentials are rolled into that or is he not factoring them in at all?
3: I don't think they count. You don't think so. I mean, it seems weird because you get sort of two views of like a potential's life one is Buffy, who's completely oblivious until she's called, but the other is Kendra, where yeah. she is like from birth, they know she's going to yeah, be, one day. yeah, well, or that she at least has the potential to be, mm-hmm. and she's trained to be a soldier from that point on, yeah. So I don't know if the council is actually searching out potentials and training them and he just misses some or only chooses the specific ones. Or... That's a good
2: point, too. A big gap in the mythology. Like, why are some like we know yeah. destiny wise, you are going to get called or you have the potential to get called. So we're going to go ahead and preemptively train you so that you're ready if you do get called. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy, we just drop the ball. Like we never cared. We were never gonna try with you. <laughs> so weird.
0: Well, that why? Is, so is that really what it is? So like they they know who potentially could be the Slayer. Like it's not they would totally have to random. Yeah, because Buffy. I mean, I always just figured that when somebody dies, it's like you know the Dalai Lama just like goes to someone else. And I mean, there's like a right. mixture. of, So before. I don't know.
2: Before Kendra's introduced and even after she's introduced, we kind of go – it's implied that it is that way. It's like Mm -hmm. the Slayer gets called and then somebody will show up. That's how they showed it, you know, in the show. That's – you know, what's his name fucking – god, what is her first watcher's name? It doesn't matter. The little guy that shows up (laughs) in Graduation Day Part 1. Not Whistler, the actual watcher guy. Uh, He's like, Buffy Summers? And then, you know, come with me or whatever. So – nobody knew until he tracked her down and that Buffy was the one who was the one. But then clearly they do know sometimes because how was Kedra trained if nobody knew? So – but then Faith, it seems like the same way too. Faith was just being a loser in Boston and then one day, you know, her Roger showed up and then got killed and then, you know – Why do we know sometimes and not others? So
0: is it, I mean, is it something where like they're already born strong, but they just don't know how to harness it? Or it's like literally as the one dies, Buffy could be lifting up a stack of books and then death. And now she's super strength and she could just kill her, hurt herself with her super strength power that she didn't know she. So that's really how it is. She just, just the, the strength just goes into them. That's weird.
2: Yeah, they explain that, like, or they show that in the very last episode, in Chosen. Yeah, yeah a bunch when of they all and start shooting. activating. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's weird
3: to think about you are like holding glass and you go to set it down, and in that moment <laughs> oh, you...
0: Just. Crash through the table. Yeah. Gain
3: the strength of ten men and you just like slam your hand through the table. <laughs>
0: and yeah. everyone
2: thinks you're really dramatic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, a so lot I... that could go wrong with that, yeah. So you could kill somebody by accident, yeah.
2: And I think we do talk about it maybe a little bit in the comics, too. Or at least we get some Slayer backstories of, like, the moment they're called and how, like, you know, particular shit happens. That that. is
0: how I thought it was. But I guess it's just weird that – I mean, it's cool that there would be people out in the world like Kendra who are fighting demons and people are being proactive about this shit. Like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. But how would you even know – how would you even be able to gauge, like, yeah, it would be nice to get everybody fighting demons because anyone could potentially be the Slayer if you're a girl, right? But it's like Mm – you can't do that with everybody, so the chances are large that the person who becomes a slayer is not going to be being the one being trained, right? <clears throat> but then, how would you even how would you even start a potential list? I that mean, would it'd be magic. everyone.
2: That's the thing. You would have to get like a Cortilia type seer of some kind, or like Mm. an angel. They have you know the powers of be all that kind of shit. You'd have to have somebody on the inside, the mystical inside, to be like you know. There's a chance that these girls from these places will be the Slayer, so that's why you call them in. It's just like why is it not applied equally? But maybe maybe it's simple as that. Sometimes you don't get it right. Powers of be don't always get it right. They missed Buffy, but they found Kendra, and maybe that's all it is. But you know what? You know who's ever going to answer that? This show. (laughs) We don't even need to talk about it because it doesn't
0: matter. (laughs) Man.
2: Oh, shit, the council. Anyway, any other thoughts on the council?
0: R.I.P. R.I.P. LOL.
2: <laughs> they got blown up real good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think
1: this is a game, Junior? People are dying. <laughs> Friends' lives are in danger. Uh-uh. Hey, Anya. Now you want to waste my time with deceptions?
2: Not on my watch. I not allow it. <laughs> hey, Anya. So, the first says, I would do this stuff as if I could as... Warren or possibly Jonathan, I can't remember at this point. I'm curious what your thoughts are on why the first chooses Andrew to manipulate into opening the seal of Danzelthar, or why Spike? Because to me, it's like pick anyone outside of Buffy's life, literally anyone else, and you'll be better off. Because it seems to me like random person on the street would be way easier to manipulate than somebody who's potentially protected by the slayer, gonna gum up your works. So say why pick Andrew? Why would Andrew be protected by the Slayer? He knows her.
0: No, Andrew's <laughs> a good one. Spike would be a weird
3: one. Andrew's so susceptible. I think it would be easy for the first to manipulate him.
2: Okay, fair enough. But then why Spike? Because he's already minute- kind of crazy. Yeah, but yeah. still, he's. I don't know. Because this first, as Buffy at the end, says, I was going to bleed Andrew, but you look better with your shirt off. Whatever. What? I don't know. It just seems seems like a weird pick. Seems what? like a weird pick to have, have Spike. Spike. He's strong. He could fight you. I mean, he fails. Yeah, you know I don't have a point. Maybe that's why you pick Spike. He's strong. I mean, I mean he even, is a
3: vampire. They're clear. The yep. first is clearly having him make other vampires. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sure first true. even alluded to like enough of the subtleties, right? I mean, they, again, the first mm-hmm. could also just be like, I'm having fun. Like it's it's kind of fun to. Fuck with you, Spike, and you're so close to the Slayer, and I know that Buffy won't kill you unless you really push it too far. And God, I've pushed you so far, and she still isn't fucking killing you. So, like, fuck this. I'm never going to get you to fucking just do it without having the blood mm-hmm. sacrifice. So if you're not going to do that, then fuck it. Now I'm out at you, so I'm going to tie you up and introduce this goblin to you. Here you go.
2: That's a good point. Yeah, if the first true goal was to kill Spike or get Spike out of the picture. Mm. I mean this qualifies, right? If you're gonna he has to die. So yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Well, but it's just the
0: fucking I just, myth, which I think is fine. And that kind of like the first episode would allude to that, which is that they're they are kind of fucking with Spike, right? I mean, for yeah, whatever for sure. reason. And, and again, I think we've talked about it here. I mean, as as a viewer, as me, I would be a bit confused, but I would just think it has to do with him being newly ensouled, him being a very, very bad person, which they do talk about a lot in this episode. So because he has all those demons and he just got his soul back, it's like, it's almost like, you know, the, the bell is ringing and the first can almost seek some somebody like that out and be like, this man mm-hmm. is weak. Andrew is just a weak person in general. Like he was, he's easy enough, sure. but like this guy right here, wow. This is something new. This doesn't happen every day. A new soul. Let me let me fuck with this. I don't know.
2: And maybe people in Buffy's orbit are even the better choice, right? Because they're mystically aligned and touched, whatever. They wouldn't maybe necessarily question a dead person coming back and talking to them. Whereas, like, a normie might be like, what the fuck? This is not okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, okay.
2: All right. I, see that. I guess I was most caught up by the fact that the seal seems to open regardless of the blood. Right? Human, vampire, vampire animal doesn't seem to matter so it just seems like why give up we we're so close just get a fucking another pig or something in there man you were so
0: close why did it not it seems work like A lot of work to get jonathan started.
2: i don't have enough blood macguffin reasons there's oh, absolutely that no wasn't a
0: joke that was real i should have told someone i, I guess anemic. oh nope that's a pass i
2: guess me. because otherwise why didn't it fucking work
0: gotta bring down some points for that that's bad
2: yeah that's bad i mean i don't know i don't know what else reason i'm in station list or something did you pick up on yeah i know I don't think there's a reason. So that's a little, yeah, a little not great. I'm little. I don't have as much blood as other people. Okay. Anya aptly points out, as you picked up on, shouldn't we stab him in the chest? Isn't that what we do? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I got to say, I really do like Spike revealing... You know, we said William the Bloody maybe more times in this episode than any episode ever. Um, but I like him trying to be like, do you know what I did to girls Dawn's age? Do you know, like, you, uh, how to damage a girl just enough? Like, all those things are really dark. Because Spike, we've only known as a pretty incompetent villain. Mm-hmm. And mostly comic relief, right? So for him to be like, no, I'm I'm fucking scary. Like, we saw Angel be scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Angel has killed fucking Jenny. Snapped her neck mm-hmm. like it was nothing. You know? We've seen him be the bad guy a torturing terrible person vampire whatever uh spike has been mostly tales of his glory from the past or you know empty threats really because he's never made good on anything that he's he's said he was going to so i thought it was nice to to give him a little bit of like teeth like no i I did those things like couldn't nobody else here whatever he says like couldn't be anybody else whatever that's pretty good yeah so station can we kill spike now (laughs) <laughs> Finally, this is a question I feel like I'm asking every episode. Is it okay is to kill time? Spike now? Time?
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe Buffy knew that Spike needed to wear that necklace and save everyone in the end, and that's why she refrains, but honestly, it really does seem like maybe she should just kill Spike now.
2: Now is the time. The man, this is like the 60th time he's asked to kill me. Please yeah. kill me, and yeah. she just won't do it. Come on, Daniel, why don't we kill Spike now, Finally.
0: <laughs> I mean he signed is, up in everything. This is the most explicit. You're right about that. I was thinking about like Fool for Love when it was going on, because you make a good point, which is like he even in that, he's sort of telling the story of his life, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just you gotta remember it's him telling it. And we 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 get to see it, right? We get to see some of the bad stuff that Spike has done. But in a way, it is couched in his language where he's just kind of like, he's just kind of a sad boy. And you're right, totally incompetent, and was the the comic relief for the most part. And yeah, it's it doesn't get more explicit than kill me, kill me right now. You, 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 you saw what I did. That is what I did. And the Dawn thing that <laughs> was chilling. That was really, really good. Yeah. And I thought he was going to break free from this uh, to start too, because that whole scene was, was excellent. But in terms of killing him, yeah, I mean, I think like the logical thing is to kill him unless she knew about the, the future. But I, you also got to believe that she really believes what she's saying that I saw you change and you're a good man. And, blah 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 you know and i think i don't know how much i agree with that kind of stuff but like you got to believe buffy right i mean that's that is what she thinks or does she think that i don't know but
2: yeah well i i'm curious what do you think buffy really thinks he changed what what is she basing that on like why does she believe in him now
3: i mean i do wonder how much a weight having a soul has for buffy like if this was happening pre-spike getting his soul and he just had a chip if she would be hesitating like this
2: I yeah, that's a good question. I, I think she really appreciated what he did for Don. Like he almost died for Dawn. He, and he was going to and he was never gonna say a word and never turn around and like I think of all the things that Spike's done, that was like the most obvious self sacrificing, like heroic thing so far that, that he's done for Buffy. Um, you know, he'll go on to literally kill himself for for Buffy for the world. Right. But it, I and he didn't have a soul then, right? Yeah. But he also hadn't killed a bunch of people no. <laughs> recently.
0: But, but he is under a spell in a way. I mean, now that mm-hmm. a lot of that's been confirmed, right? So I mean, and that's what Buffy is pushing up against, right or wrong. She is saying it's not you. But I mean, but he's also right where he's like, No, I did this for two hundred years. Like, so what? These mm-hmm. six bodies are not mine. Fine. I won't take those. But I took hundreds of others. So yeah. kill me for that. Kill me for them. Yep. If you don't kill me for these six. That's fine.
3: I mean, I just, I do wonder, again, just not to be a broken record, that the soul thing, like she seems to, and the show seems to equate in previous episodes that having a soul is equivalent to being human or like a soul is your humanity. So when Spike gets his soul back, he has resumed his humanity or some form of it. And the, one of the, you know, black and white lines in Buffy's Mm -hmm. world is I don't kill humans. Yeah. And so, like, is Spike, you know, towing the line of humanity where, like, she can't can't, kill him. I can't kill him. Like, and we don't know and we never see where she ends up against, like, a human serial killer what she would do if she would actually kill that person or if she would do something else or, like, just, like, walk away. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And that's almost kind of, like, what she's facing here with Spike where it's, like, what do I do? He's... almost a human now i don't kill humans he's dangerous yeah
2: yeah i mean I, we we could just think about the warren conversation right at the end of last year I, this basically all that was is like we don't kill humans and she was actively trying to save warren and mm-hmm. you know he killed katrina yeah you know he killed tara mm-hmm. <laughs> he shot buffy and she was still like we're not You can't do this.
0: Like human traits are really important. And so when she was giving him the, like, um, you're alive because I saw you change. You faced the monster inside and fought, fought back. Like another thing she respects and likes is, are those bravery, courage, those types of things. And what you were saying about Dawn, like there are so many things that he has done as a person, not just talking about stuff. And maybe that's it. You know, all of his talk, all of his bluster about his life, she kind of discarded that. But then you have all of these actual things that he's done that you know that means more to her and and does that equate to the soul i don't know as well you know we can wrap that all in the soul plus being a human in human traits you know because bravery courage that kind of thing would not be something a demon would do right because they're going to be out to murder you self-serving they're bad yeah they're just whatever. demons yeah. are bad and we can gang kill them that's fine because we don't care about them but we wouldn't do that to somebody who is brave and has a soul and is kind or whatever
2: it could be a big case of like actions speak louder than words just as simple as that like you said like i've seen you do these things i've heard you talk about all this stuff i've read in books all the things that you've done but what i've seen you do is fight by my side what i've seen you do is go through these trials to get your soul because you you wanted to be a better person Um, i also wonder because he threw it in her face uh, a little bit is, you, well, not a little bit, a lot of it, where he's like, you want men that'll hurt you, blah, mm-hmm. blah, So clearly we're talking about Angel again, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, because so <laughs> how could you not? So I I wonder, because I think you brought, bring up a good point about him having the soul, it like, probably matters a lot. If you're Buffy, the soul almost has to matter, too, because, like, I was with Angel, who is a fucking psychopathic, worse than I, like, I see one of my own eyes way worse than Spike, but he got he, he got the pass. I loved him. So it has to be okay for me to, to trust you because I trusted Angel because he had a soul. Even though I knew he was a terrible fucking monster because clearly that was the, the demarcation, right? Like, he is a terrible monster, but he has a soul, so he's not a monster anymore. So, therefore, I'm okay to love and trust him because he has a soul. So he is different. I, I think that's got to matter here, too. It's like, I was okay to love and trust you because you have a soul or believe in you. It's okay to trust you. Because you have a soul. I know you're a monster. You're telling me you're a monster, but I know it's different now because you have a soul. Do you think that plays into it at all? The angel thing? Am I just reading into it? I don't
3: think that the angel thing has anything to do with it. Yeah,
2: fair enough. I just, he brought it up, so I was wondering if maybe she was thinking about that too. I mean, you
3: can't help but draw parallels between the two vampires with souls souls (laughs) that both have, you know, relationships with Buffy and, you know, how she reacts to them. Um, I think the thing that's tough about this is, like, Spike has a soul, and he wants to do good, and he wanted to do good before he even got a soul. That's why he got a soul, right? He wanted to be a better person to live up to, you know, what he thinks Buffy wants from him and he's not in control of his choices when the first triggers him. You have this person who's a good person with a soul who wants to support you and help you and that you can trust, saying, you need to kill me because you can't trust me, except that she can until the first medals, you know? So, like, in her head, like, the solution isn't kill Spike, it's get rid of the first, Mm -hmm. and then Spike is safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: that
1: does. It's all the same thing. Spike's ghosts... The people that you guys saw from beneath us, it's all the same thing. I know what we're up against.
2: The first. Laura? I was just thinking for bonus points for Buffy. Like, if soul equals good, that means that every choice I ever made with Angel is totally
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Putting my friends at risk, even though he was a vampire, totally fine. He had a soul it's all good. Nothing could go wrong. She, al- she also didn't take the bait. I mean, if if, if Spike, because he was, he was doing the Dawn thing. I think he was baiting her with that and obviously the mm-hmm. Angel implications. But she just didn't she didn't bite. I mean, that's why I, like, mm-hmm. I, I've enjoyed Buffy this whole round. Because these are things that I think me. we've been talking about for a long time. And it's like, as an audience, too, you kind of want to like draw it out and have this long convo where they do like say all the melodramatic shit but it's nice where she just doesn't take it and just makes fun of him and it's just like oh so now you're Mr. Insightful you know everything mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. Buffy that's always fun and it's like you know but is he right when he's like you know is there a degree of self-hatred and being mad at yourself yeah I mean Buffy has talked about that she has had her own story it's like we know that that's true so it's fun because we've seen these two characters and they don't maybe ever say this to one another but we do no information and it makes these scenes even better uh, for those reasons. So I I did enjoy all of
2: that. And she does like the, the the point of her argument is, is, you know, talking about that specifically with you want men who hurt you. She's like, I'm different. I did like, I don't hate myself. Not anymore. Yeah, Not in that way. Not anymore. You know, I grew, I changed. And I think she's just saying that and you did too, whether or not you think you did, you did. I saw it. I'm different. You're different.
0: Let's, Let's team up and fight
2: evil. <laughs>
0: well, in the metaway, I mean, there were two in that conversation to, you know, harkening back to, you know, violence is your life. You are death. You know, the first Slayer telling her, you know, death is yeah. become you or whatever. You are death, master of death, whatever. So there, there's an element of that. And then obviously it, when Spike says, you know, you've never met the real me, real me, real me. I mean, we're doing season five stuff. I mean, we're still mm-hmm. that is so still thematically resonant. And I think that that's been the best part about watching these, these later seasons of Buffy is like, we never really left those things behind totally, so we're still talking about who is the real person, who who are these real characters, who are, who are these characters? We're still exploring that all these years later, so I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: You think you have insight now because your soul's drenched in blood? You don't know me. You don't even know you. Was that you who killed those people in the cellar? Was that you who waited for those girls? There's no one else. That's not true listen to me you're not alive because of hate or pain you're alive
2: because i saw you change i do have a question about our principal robin wood what's up with that guy what's he doing (laughs) why'd he take that why'd he take jonathan's body what's he doing What's he doing about that? So do you think he's possessed by the first? Like, the first is telling him, go to the basement, get Jonathan's body, put it in the shallowest grave of all time near an oil derrick. Uh, It's not that shallow. (laughs) It's pretty fucking shallow. It's Um, pretty shallow. Or or is he like, I fucking love Sunnydale High School. Nothing will tarnish the reputation of my beautiful school. I got to get this body out of here. What do you think is going on, (laughs) Sasha?
3: You know, I don't remember what the show explanation is for this. Me either. Um, (laughs) I don't know if it ever gets explained, actually. Yeah, I don't know if it does either. I mean, what we do, what we do know as having already seen the show, what we do remember is that, um, Robin's mom yeah. was a Slayer. My mom. And so, I mean, if you find a body on a demonic sigil <laughs> in the basement of a school, I gotta get this out of here. <laughs> where Hellmouth is. <laughs> Would you think I should call the police? I mean, fair I mean,
0: enough. You yeah. wouldn't. Is I that, would not. Is that the joke then? At the beginning, where he's like, "I'm not bluffing, and I will call the police," and then of course it's like, "LOL, that is a bluff. It's a double bluff." Because he would never, would call, never the call the police. Because I'm going to dispose of my <laughs> own bodies. Because this is Sunnydale. We don't have police. We don't have anybody.
3: Something evil is <laughs> happening here.
0: Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, the police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid.
2: I mean, clearly we we're supposed to, to feel intrigued and confused about oh, yeah, I really. Like, oh, so point. he's a bad oh, guy. right? absolutely. Right, right, right,
0: right. I I mean, my note on that was- Which that is uh, fun. It is it, masterful, what they're doing with him. I am just, I, I know that he's Nicky Wood's kid. I, I remember that part, but I have no fucking clue what he's doing. And they're so subtle about these movements of his. Because it's like, these are places we've been. He has no emotion to seeing Jonathan. Buries him himself. <laughs> he's not even doing it in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's a service road. Workers are going to be at that Derek. That is not six feet. He is going to be found. What are we doing? So many questions mm-hmm. on this whole yeah, thing.
3: He It is notable that when he goes down there and he discovers a body in the basement, not he's not surprised. You'd think yeah. that if he wasn't in on it, he would get down there and be like, holy fuck, oh my god, what <laughs> am I going to do? And like start pacing and be like, should I call the police? Yeah. And he doesn't do any of that. He's just like, Okay.
0: Yeah, my that's gut... why I wondered. Yeah, Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, my gut as like a viewer would be that we just saw the first, basically, kidnap Spike. We've seen the minions. This is all happening now. My gut would be that Robin Wood is like actually the first. Like, there's so, like huh. he is actually mm. like, you know, he's been here the whole time essentially. But like all this stuff is mm. happening. But there's something wicked with this guy that we're just. Slowly I like that.
3: Seeing. I like that so much more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting, yeah. yeah. I just, for a second, I was like, the way that he... I. It's tough to know what we're supposed to be thinking because the the cinematographer, the director, wants us to think that. You know, the, the writers are wanting us to think that. Yeah. And how much we're, is, like, really what's happening, really, you know, within the context of show. Like, so are we... Are his movements actually creepy or is I he know. just like walking minding his own business? You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, right. And that's why I like <laughs> like if not for the score in the camera. <laughs> mm.
3: Well, I mean, him walking down the hallway is not inherently suspicious, but him finding a dead body and having mm-hmm. no reaction and then burying it in the desert, uh-huh. that's inherently suspicious. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's why I was like, so... I wonder if he in this <laughs> moment is being manipulated by the first, because I too right. don't remember mm. what the fuck happens with Jonathan's body. <laughs> I
0: guess we'll just be Jonathan. Well, are we We've learned that people black out, right? So I guess that would be the logical conclusion. It's like the, when he was walking out to just go home, it was the first that was like, hey, buddy, can you head down there into really the quick? Yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. use it because now things are going well for me. So oh, I, I need somebody to take care of this. Why don't you do that for me, my guy? I mean, that actually yeah. does seem logical. That seems like what's got to have happened. Otherwise, it is very but like- weird that he just does it on his own.
2: If you are the first, you have the
3: harbingers. Why wouldn't you just have them bury the body? That's a good point.
2: Or have Andrew take the body with him, right? Because mm-hmm. the end of Conversations with Dead People, isn't it in that? Yeah, it is in that episode where he actually kills Jonathan. We, we cut away with Jonathan dead on, on the mm-hmm. seal. So he could have just been like, Andrew, take the bo- bury the body, Andrew. Mm-hmm. But
0: do, do you think Andrew could possibly lift him up or bury the body? Again, he is so <laughs> incompetent. So I incompetent. Wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't trust that at all. But I would trust Robin, for sure.
2: We do know that, that Robin is visited by the first okay. through Nikki. So, oh, like, cool. clearly the first has got its hooks in Robin at some point. Yeah, that's,
0: that's rad. I like
2: Yet, that. Yet? I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. So, we'll have to keep seeing.
2: We will see. We
0: what we'll about Ashanti? Is it's she one of me. the first?
2: She's not. She's oh, a man. demon of her own oh, wow, that also wants to open the seal <laughs> <God>. for some <laughs> reason. They all kind of do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you make that set piece. You don't put any real blood, real fake blood on it. You're keeping it around. We're seeing it again. Okay, we're good. Hard. They, they did
3: had to not make have twice. just put
2: a, a coat of Mod Podge on the foam so
3: to they could have gotten it see, a little protect. wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Just like CG blood only.
0: There was a shortage in 20, 2003,
2: so. No corn syrup available.
3: I just enough. feel like it has to be way more expensive to do CG blood than to just drip <laughs> some real. I would think. I mean, it looked <laughs> cheap, know.
0: though. I mean, it looked cheap. So. It, it did, did. look yeah.
3: cheap. <laughs> That's the CGI students who haven't graduated yet.
2: $120 for a couple gallons of blood. This (laughs) is my senior
3: project.
2: Yeah, free intern CG blood. You
0: love the show. You want to credit (laughs) in the show? Come on,
2: man. I think we need to get him some blood. Do you want me to kill Anya? Okay. Uh... Quick round of Reasonable or Ridiculous before we move on. Are you ready? Are you ready? am so ready. So ready. I got to stop singing the fucking f- whatever song that is. Not Family Feud. What's the one? That is. I see I don't even know what song
0: it is. Price is Right.
2: Price is Right. God damn it. Okay. Spaying new to your pets. Buffy ties a creature. Nope. Buffy ties Spike. A creature with superhuman strength and a raging bloodlust to a regular ass wooden chair. Reasonable or Ridiculous? stay Stacia.
3: Clearly, it's ridiculous, especially now that we know there's manacles in the
2: basement. Absolutely, Daniel. Reasonable, or ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the manacles down there, it's hard to justify this. <laughs> also, I just want to, as I've said before, stay away from wood if you're a vampire. It's tough. I mean, if you're the first, you got to sure. discourage these types of things. You need to have him be like, please, not wood. If I fall over <laughs> this goes into my heart a particle touches me wrong I just instantly poof so like a
2: particle touches me wrong We need to we need This to... is an OSHA violation waiting to happen exactly <laughs> okay Steel, the first and a delicate flower yes.
3: The idea of a hypochondriac vampire terrified to go into oh. the forest in case a tree limb falls on him is hilarious, It's though. real,
0: though. That's real life. <laughs> it is. He could be we ended. have seen
2: vampires get kicked into a tree and die. It's true. It's That's a real thing.
0: <laughs> a lot of times, actually. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, reasonable or ridiculous. Buffy feeds Spike from a bag of blood like some sort of macabre cow udder instead of getting a cup and a straw. Stacia, sure. <laughs> reasonable or ridiculous? Uh,
3: seems real messy. That bag is going to rip and you're just going to to dump pig's blood all over Spike. Although, I mean, maybe he deserves it.
2: And maybe he'd be into
0: it. Daniel, reasonable
2: or ridiculous?
0: <laughs> Go back to your daytime soaps in season three and hang out and do drinks. Kiss drink the, the librarian. Drink, mm-hmm. exactly. So we've already done it.
3: Put the Weedabix do in there. Do it again,
0: exactly. Put him in the bathtub. That seems reasonable as well. I mean, that's a better place to put. I mean, obviously the manacles are nice. I agree, but yeah. you could put him somewhere like just normal. I don't know, like not on a chair, a wooden just chair,
3: a normal place to tie up someone like the bathtub. That's a hog Come tie. On, man. Pop them in. We're good. And and
0: absolutely. But also, if you spill in the bathtub, you're good. The blood will just go down the drain. <laughs> it's true though. Oh. You're gonna spill, and that's gonna be bad.
2: Oh yeah, that carpet donezo. I guess but you don't have a I think wall they have bigger now, problems so. when it comes to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, Reasonable or Ridiculous, Buffy, Buffy, fucking hell, Willow uses zero magic to defend herself or others against the Bringers, Station. Oh. Reasonable or Ridiculous. I mean, technically Willow is on like
3: a detox or a cleanse or something where she's not using magic, but also she's never used magic to
2: protect herself or anyone else when it comes to bad guys, so I would say reasonable. And I would agree with you, except for Spider, just a couple episodes, and Selfless,
0: we're not going to cool. talk about that.
3: That was an accident.
0: <laughs> Daniel reasonable or ridiculous. She had the Glory thing where she like
2: she did like push, push her bag. Or something. Yeah, she.
0: Or oh, she, and
3: bag of
2: knives. Never forget. Knives? She did a whole bunch of stuff to Glory. Yeah. Remember when she
3: talked about making artificial sunlight and then immediately forgot that idea?
0: <laughs> yeah, or when because she that would have been find demons and never did. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I guess that one time she did hold Tara's hand and throw a pot machine against the wall, or
0: she whatever. Sure did, and huh, she, she sure did. Could have done that here. She's way more powerful now. You could absolutely move stuff. Uh, she, for sure. somebody who's like doing pretty good, I feel like Willow should start to dabble a bit more. Her friends are gonna forgive her. It's gonna be fine. She's fine. We're good.
2: But magic is a
0: drug. It but is. I'm
2: surprised it she doesn't do it as a reaction. Because in selfless, again, nigh four episodes ago, she did do it as a reaction to protect herself.
0: That would actually well, be a nice character. The bringers weren't
2: jumping on her like a giant spider.
0: But I feel like that would be your go-to thing. That would have been great, though, to see her do magic, maybe to like get them away from Dawn or something, and to have her immediately be like, "Oh no, no, no!" And then maybe pick and up then the get thing attacked, yeah, yeah, and then like start to hit up, you know, or whatever, you know. So she's like, yeah. "I can't use magic. I won't do it. I won't allow it." So then yeah. we know, as the audience, like she can and she will, but she won't. She doesn't want to.
2: I don't know if I got a clear answer out of either you. So is it ridiculous oh, or reasonable yeah, that she did or did not? Um, well,
3: it's ridiculous, but it's always been ridiculous. But I guess I would say unsurprising. Okay,
2: that's not an option. There's only two options. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> no, <she's> well, a... <laughs> you just heard me. I...
3: It's
2: ridiculous. It's
3: always been ridiculous, yeah. but unsurprising. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: And that is my answer, too. It is ridiculous that she wouldn't do it, but it's understandable why she doesn't <laughs> Goes want to. the canon to do of the show. Yeah. That's my full answer. Mm. And that should be the name of the game show. You'll get nothing out of me.
2: Carpenter. Um, I believe it is time to uh yell about some things. Yeah, that's what we do now. Yeah, yelling. Okay, we can. Great, great. Oh, oh yeah. Or you know, I could tell you that we're real podcast, and you can find us everywhere: Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website. It's beatmepod.wordpress.com. At beatmepod. That's where you can find us everywhere on the social media ones. beatmepod.wordpress.com it contains notes about our show. Notes like. uh I don't know, Daniel, we are you going to put up? Oh, you can put up that 30-second speech of Invictus reading. There you go. Put could, that on there. Could. Why not? That's cool. Uh, but most importantly, possibly, what is on our website is a link to a Spotify playlist where I lovingly put every song that is available on Spotify <laughs> that it happens in this show by the Vampire Slayer as well as every song that happens in this show, If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, all in one little place. And if you can't remember the name of it, you can just go to the website and click on the link. But if you do remember the name of it, you can go to Spotify and just type in the name. What's the name?
3: <laughs> Beat Me Hyphen. one-time <laughs> so playlist for Podcast Fans Season 7. <laughs> yes!
0: It was too sad, though, so you'll have to try next week for, to get I'm it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> just did
3: knew it was going to be wrong. I just wanted to be like, Beat Me Buffy hyphen at podcastfans.com. I <laughs> com.
0: I wish.
2: oh what is it yeah in like a fighting game when you when you kill someone without taking a single hit they call it a perfect perfect yeah there you go that's what you just got you got it you got the perfect i'm so proud of you all right let's say all about some stuff jesus christ okay um i'm just gonna say i became one with light and hope jonathan that's a quote from jonathan i became one from light with light and hope i guess technically was the first station can you say something so i don't have to keep looking at you like that (laughs) Buffy says that
3: she can't reach Giles at any of his numbers, and I was like, he's in England, one, they don't have phones, and two, how many phone numbers does one librarian right need? Now.
2: Three, Miss Horseness is the only one that answers the phone around there, and she's really hard to get a hold of. She's always out in the field. Daniel? Wow. Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> was it just me, or was the previously on longer than any other previously on in the entire series? It was over two <laughs> minutes long. It was two minutes was and it? 15. Yeah. I mean, I know Holy shit. I know it's after Thanksgiving, and we might have that thanks post-Thanksgiving blues, I mean, I'm sure we're all still full from Thanksgiving, but like, do they not trust us to remember this show? I found that offensive. I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. I found that offensive. Nice.
2: So uh, this is not a fault of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or, I mean, they are contributing to this, what might be a fake situation, but I'm going to poll both of you to find out. Andrew is leaving the butcher shop and but Willow is entering the, the butcher shop. They run into each other at such a force, such a clip, such a pace, that he throws all of his shit onto the ground. This happens in TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Sasha, have you ever run into someone so hard that they threw all of their shit onto the ground?
3: Yeah. What? I feel like I've bumped into people and then you have to like bend down and pick up what one of you was carrying. Really? Yeah.
2: That's actually never happened to me in real life. Dana, has that ever happened to you?
0: I said, and I quote, honestly, just kind of blinked. And when Andrew dropped dropped the blood when he when he knocked into Willow, I was more appalled by his lack of grip than I remembered. It's fucking Willow, because I'm with you, Kelly. What? Hold it. What are we doing? How how are your your grip so like? Oh, lost it
2: all. No. I mean, I drop stuff all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm not saying it's impossible. But like, but this happens in TV constantly. I mean, this has happened in this show before. I feel like we're oh, I guess Angel just scared Joyce. I always think about that scene with the orange because mm. David Bourne. I was like, chucks it across the yard by accident mm-hmm. in the scene. Um, but I just like I. I've never run into someone I run into people, don't get me wrong, you accidentally run into people that's not, but like that they just fucking drop everything they're holding, like, oh no, my spaghetti. You know what I mean? Like I just so
0: And it's always incriminating stuff. Always the bloodbath. Always you know? Always
2: always. Yes.
0: That's why you hold on more. A doubt. When it's crime, you hold on tighter.
2: <laughs> when you're it crime, man. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Stacia, thank you. I'm sorry for, for you know, Thinking that this was total fabrication. Clearly, this can happen in real life. It's your turn, by the way. Um, I
3: guess this one's more a note about my notes, but I wrote, and I I generally I'm too lazy to write the full name of the characters, so I just write their first initial because they're all different. Um, and I wrote Andrew pretending to be S hyphen Ugg, and I thought when I reread my notes I meant Andrew pretending to be straight, and then I realized I meant Spike because he's wearing the leather jacket, <laughs> but I think it works
2: either way. <laughs> That's a twofer, as they say in the business. That's a twofer. That's they say. <laughs>
0: Daniel. my question is uh is babe pig in the city underrated or overrated was it underrated or over
1: what if she squeals
0: i better go for a throat first
1: babe 2 pig in
2: the city was really underrated don't
0: think about babe right yes underrated so they said that and so i was like is it underrated so when it first came out it was pretty panned by most people um in Empire Magazine, they said, where Babe brought deep-rooted joy, the sequel brings fidgety depression. Um, oh. Yeah. And uh, the New York Times, they, they said basically if if this was a, if this was the first movie, because it is kind of like a sequel slash, like it kind of delves into the prequel, sequel, and epilogue because it's the last one. Um, they were like, it'll never have a, 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 its own movie after that if it was the first movie. But did you know that Gene Siskel... Named it his favorite movie of 1998, like over oh, Saving wow. Private Ryan, all the movies <laughs> that are on there. He blew me away. And Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars. And it's apparently become a cult movie. Like Tom Waits loves really? this movie. Yeah. So apparently hmm. this is not coming from nowhere.
2: Maybe it's a Paddington too. That's what That's I mean. That's immediately what
0: I thought. Yeah. So, so I don't I, remember
2: I... it. I... Absolutely love the original, but yeah, I've too. only seen the sequel, like, one
0: time. Me too, if I, think. If I have. If but you? I
2: mm-hmm. I remember as, assuming it was going to be terrible, I think, you know, because of the, the probably this. Yeah. And my 10-year-old, very cultured mind was just like, oh, God, the the, the hubbub on the street's about Big, big in the City. <laughs> yeah. It, it is to not please. to be watched. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I remember not hating it when I watched it whenever it was. I don't know if I, if it, I definitely didn't see it in theaters. No. It was on a TV like on TV after you know after it come out. but I, I don't remember hating it. I, I, my one note that I immediately comes to mind is way more British. Ah. I think the city that he has lost in <laughs> is London, which did immediately made me think of Paddington too. Oh, so I think that it, there's I think it's probably fine. It's probably fine. So I guess I think we need to watch it. We need to I'm so happy for this. Put this conclusion. on the list.
0: Put it on your watch list, Kelly. When I get out there, we'll watch Babe Pig in the City. Boom.
2: Pig in the City. Absolutely. We okay. need to know. All right. We fucking do, clearly. I was hoping you were going to be like, so I watched the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish. That's
3: a commitment to this podcast. <laughs> I wish, yeah.
2: Oh, I don't know if this is new lore or not. Um, the whole he must be in withdrawals. He's been drinking human blood. God, we've know. never really Done that. Hmm. So I don't know. Did you think that was kind of weird? I don't,
0: know. I don't really know why you would go through withdrawals. Yeah. Didn't Angel survive on this forever? Like, I just, what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. You, maybe you could, like, lore it. Like, he, I think, because he did say before that he was so into human blood, so he's, like, being weird. So maybe it's just the come down mm-hmm. from human to animal blood. I don't know. Still I bad. mean, I could
2: see it. Like, like without the show explicitly saying it, which I wish I'd prefer that they did get into a little bit more. Of, yeah. But it's fine. Like, I could see, like, clearly human blood is going to be the tops, right?
3: Mm-hmm. I'd just like to say, moving on, that the alley scene was embarrassing for everyone involved.
2: Oh, you mean the Willow and Andrew Let's bluff each other? At, yeah. Like, we're both bad guys? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, horrible. Hated every second of it. I was uh, expecting her to react kind of a little bit more than she did, which was not at all, um, which is fine. But I... I giving this scene the benefit of the doubt, being charitable as I can, it did hearken back to for me, uh Double Gangland immediately when she's she's pretending to be Vamp Willow mm. to get back into the bronze, where she's like, uh, I'm whatever the evil. Look at my outfit. Like it, it gave me those vibes. But then she took it too far where like she was drinking her own Kool-Aid and then it made it bad again. Right? Like if we're we're trying to be cute early seasons Willow who's like, I'm tough and I'm bad and and but we know it's like a Putting on airs to to scare Andrew, that's one thing. But then when she's like, "I actually am a badass," and you know she's kind of believing it a little bit, I was like, "Oh, I don't like this anymore." Anyway. I just
0: want to know the logistics of like going back to pick up that bag and then like walk him home. That's got to be weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, because they did clearly they clearly they got the bag mm-hmm. right because they got the blood. Bizarre. Weird. Yeah, I hope they both go arm in arm back they, into the, uh, <laughs> the whole butcher trap and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, bye." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Daniel. Oh, it was my sorry.
0: turn. Um Don's Room update. Um, we got to do a little bit of Don's Room like last season, but now we have new some new stuff. I only did the destruction of the room, but she's got a game of Yahtzee. We love to see that. Uh Xander nice. th- I'm showing you guys a picture right now of uh, uh, Anya's about to punch uh Andrew and Xander also got punched himself, so he's sitting over there. Um behind Xander <laughs> there is a picture of a dog in a frame. Um and I was like was that like something left by the monks? But there is no dog because there is like just the dog in a frame. What,
2: like on the desk? Yeah.
0: No, it's just like a framed picture of just a dog. Like you would just take a picture of your dog oh. and put it in a frame and it would just be Who's your dog, dog looking at you. I know. Whose dog? We don't we never know. <laughs> um, She has a Razorbacks pennant, which makes sense. Although she is a freshman, right? In school. So like. When mm-hmm. did she get a pennant? Do they gift pennants in this place? I don't know. But then they also have one that's got like, a go, Let's Go Rockets, a Rockets pennant. And I want to say that Uh-oh. we looked at that before. Like, I think that there is, right, because there is a connection between, like, yeah, the, the the aerospace industry is out there. So I think we have looked that up before. Oh, yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Uh, okay. Next to Xander is a painting of Yellowstone National Park. So it's very nice. You see some oh, is that guys. what that is? Yeah. Okay. So you got some geysers going off there. Um, and then... Infamously, we have to go back to episode 5.5, No Place Like Home, for Dawn's infamous All I Need to Know mm-hmm. About Life I Learned From My Dog Poster. Now, right, before, right. they were standing in the way, so we could not complete the dog poster, but I can tell you today that we can complete it, and we will complete it for Yes!
2: Bacari. Resolution! So
0: All I Need to Know About Life I Learned From My Dog. If you stare at someone long enough, eventually you will get what you want. Be direct with people. <laughs> Let them know exactly how, you feel by piddling on their shoes when it comes to having sex. If at first you don't succeed, beg, be aware of oh, when no. to hold your tongue and when to use it.
2: No, leave a room
0: in your schedule for a good nap. See, some of these are very twee and some of them are very sexual. Um, always <laughs> give people a friendly <laughs> greeting. A cold nose in the crotch is effective. And then this is where we couldn't read after this. So we got to last time in 5.5. When you do something wrong, take a, and we didn't know, but it is take Mm. responsibility as soon as you've dragged out from under your bed, which I don't really understand that one. Um, If it's not wet and sloppy, it's not a real kiss. And then finally, (laughs) when you go out into the world, remember to always take time to smell the roses and the grass and the trees and the rocks. And I think the last one (laughs) is the hydrangeas, but I can't really tell.
2: It always makes me think of this shirt. I'm sure I already told this even on this podcast. I got this shirt when we went to the Bahamas one time that was the alphabet, but it was spelled out in lizards. Okay, so lizards making shapes to spell the alphabet. What I did not know as a child, but what my parents must have known is that it was lizards having sex
1: oh, making the shapes oh, of the letters in oh. the
2: alphabet. <laughs> I wore that shirt all the time. To- <laughs> iconic.
0: The last part of, so- of Don's room is there's a photo... With a question mark in a frame, and underneath are Excellent. two people that are unknown and are not <laughs> are not Buffy or anybody. And I'm assuming it's just somebody on production, and it's it's probably very cute, or it's a stock oh, photo, absolutely. which is funny, but it's not them. So, and they did an I, okay my favorite job. Part. Otherwise, like I mean, out in the hallway, they actually tried to put up photos. Like it looked, they did a good job. Like that that's probably oh, yeah. her. But,
2: and that's the actress that played Little Buffy in. Um, there you go. In, uh,
0: way to the world. So they did that um, one, but they didn't so. care about the dog that doesn't exist and whoever the person is. Yeah. The 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 crew photo. I like that someone got
2: cut out of that photo because you can see the arm <laughs> of a third yeah. person in it, yeah. <laughs> but they're gone forever, lost in time. That's sad. Uh, we're supposed to to believe part of the lore of, of the show is that Dawn has friends. And, and it might be them. We can't confirm that it is not them. Well
0: person, and so. and teen, teenage girls, right? They would they would they be cutting out their friends. Well we saw Cordelia. Yeah. Cutting out her right. friends.
2: Right. right, right. Retro Never
3: forget Lore. Well, well that goes into a burn brook and you write, do not I,
2: trust this fugly slut. Yeah. She's a Gratsky bitch. And that's what Dawn um, would do
0: too. I mean that's she kind of already sort of has done that <laughs> shit.
2: Do you think Michelle Trachtenberg is bitter she didn't get casted for that movie? she would have been, like, I mean, right age, 2004, we're right there. 2003, this is when she would have been casted.
3: I think it would have been terrible for her to be in that movie.
2: Yeah. We didn't need her. We didn't need her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tractor We didn't need you. We did not need you. Uh, thank you for your excellent work, as always, your screen-grabbing oh, sure. master.
0: Thanks.
2: Um, I just have to shout out that I do love, even though you have a shot of clearly not Tom Blank, uh, oh, getting yes. torn through through the wall. I absolutely love that moment. Did you think it was cheesy? or you thought it was cool? I thought it was a co- so cool, mm. Spike grabbing him like that. No, I thought it was cool, too. I ever put that in my notes. It's an homage to, I think, Halloween 2. It's Halloween 1 or 2. At some point, Michael Myers does burst through a fucking Cold wall time. and grab somebody, and it's like, that shit's badass. And you don't expect it. And it's fucking rad that we're establishing that Spike, if he wants to, can break through a goddamn wall to rip a person through. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Kill me.
1: What? Buffy, you have to kill me.
3: I don't really have anything we've talked about. Most of the rest of my notes, but I do wonder how are they still doing this at the school. If Principal Wood isn't evil, why is he still letting the Harbingers and the First and Spike come and continue to use the <laughs> sigil for evil? Yeah, that's a good. Point. He,
2: d- I guess he doesn't know, right? He's either evil and he knows, and therefore it's Kosh. Or he just doesn't know. He just left a
3: demonic symbol just out in the open. No, but it's
0: this thing with Spike where if he, if his mind is being blanked or oh, right, he doesn't remember. Yeah. So in theory, he probably looks at that on a normal day and it's like no access to the basement. Okay, I don't need to go down there. I'm a principal. I'm just going to do my job. <laughs> right? That's for the grounds people to go and do. That's for other people. Why would the principal go down and hang out there? Right? He only went there because the first was like, hey, go here. Follow me. Yeah. Or Nikki Woods is the one doing it, yeah. right? It's like. Hey, I'm here. Follow me. And then he just yeah, comes back I to school know. the next day. He's like, I don't even remember. Hmm. That's got to be it.
2: Yeah, maybe that's that's a good point toward he is being controlled by the first. Because otherwise, it can only be those two explanations. He's either being controlled yeah. by the first, or he's like weirdly beholden to the idea of protecting Sunnydale's high, high school's reputation. Like, I'm not going to talk about the crazy seal in the basement. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk about the body so that well, I buried. <laughs>
0: I mean, Principal Flutie got to die. We got to see him delve <laughs> into the die. dip side. Or <laughs> dark, <laughs> the dip side. We got to see him dip into the dark side. <laughs>
2: um, I'm the dip. The dip side. The dip side. <laughs> the dip side. Well, he is a dip. Uh, <laughs> was well, RIP. God, no respect for the dip.
0: <laughs> no respect for the dip. Um, no, but he, he, he was bad. He like, aligned with bad. But we don't know about him yet. Because you're, you're right. He could be putting everybody in danger on purpose. But if he is a good principal, then he would absolutely be like, "We cannot have classes over this sigil." Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm.
2: Or we should have seen another scene with him being at the, in the basement, covering up the the, the seal with his little shovel. Dun, dun, yeah, that's true. Dun, just that's, covering up. That's true. Just but then
0: we got to end with Spike and with the Spike. Goblin, yeah, good
2: so. number. Uh, I've got I've got nothing else. Yeah, Daniel, it's your your turn. No, well, I was
0: going to say the uh, absolute hilarious exchange uh, where Xander said she killed more men than smallpox, and Andrew's is like doesn't smallpox still does smallpox still kill people yeah she's killed a lot of men and uh I just thought that very funny I mean smallpox is the only human disease ever eradicated in history uh the rinder pest is the only other disease eradicated that's usually called cattle plague that affected uh cows um and that was eradicated officially you know seal of eradication uh, in, in 2011 um smallpox was officially eradicated the last natural case was 1977 the last person to die was a medical photographer and it's still unclear exactly how she came into contact with the substance but she died at the university of birmingham school where they were just keeping it you know in storage and apparently well no this is not apparently it's for sure the united states russia still have stockpiles of smallpox for whatever reason and the who is like you should probably destroy those And they had just put out calls year after year, 86, 93, 99. They're like, hey, you guys should just destroy them. And they're like, no, we won't destroy them. And they never did. Um, And it's estimated that smallpox in the 20th century alone, up to 1978, killed between 300 and 500 million people in just the 20th century. So it is is by far one of the most notorious diseases of all time. And the fact that no one has it today is just something that is unfathomable. It's a good thing to compare Anya to, but Andrew is right. Nobody really dies from smallpox anymore. And then the final one would Damn. be uh, Trigger, Trigger the horse. Um, that is a real horse. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Nope, the the what's his name, Jordan Peele movie. Nope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we did, we watched that. Yeah. So Trigger, the they actually reference mm-hmm. Trigger. Uh, it's one of uh, Jupe, uh, the guy from The Walking Dead. He um, he mentions Trigger as uh, animal that they are training. Um, but yeah, uh, he was a Palomino horse in a bunch of westerns. He was Roy Rogers star i mean they're actually on the walk of fame uh together um he was born a uh, little firecracker born on the 4th of july 1934 and he died on july 3rd 1965 he was one day away from 31 years old and died like a chump one day outside of independence <laughs> Day. come on what are we doing uh, but yeah that's trigger trigger the horse the only other Damn. thing that i have is i talking about the hole i forgot i wrote this down but did you guys find it weird that Anya and Xander went around and walked in the door to see if Andrew was okay instead of going through the hole in the wall.
1: <laughs> and, I guess I didn't catch and my back. only,
0: my question, I guess this is for you, Kelly, is when they film these scenes, I mean, I assume there is a set. I mean, obviously this part was a set right here where they destroy a mm-hmm. wall, but are they actually filming in a house location or is this the whole thing a set? Because if they are in a house, I understand why they filmed it. Because they did. They made a point of not having themselves on the wall at all. They just had the debris there. Mm -hmm. Because I can only assume that if it's a real place, they're not going to tear down the wall, obviously. But they're going to recreate this house in a set to break the wall.
2: Yeah, so it, it is a set. Mm. Uh, the exterior of Buffy's house, 1630 Revelo Drive mm-hmm. is, is real. Okay. It, it's a real house, but but yeah, this is all on a soundstage. Both floors are-, are So they
0: might have just filmed it on different days. Like they might have already re- resurrected the wall for another scene, and so they had to just pretend that the wall was broken. Because that's the only thing I can assume. It just makes no sense that they wouldn't walk through the wall. It, they just literally walk around, but they don't show <laughs> I, the wall. Don't. They don't show the wall, though. That's the only like. That's my only evidence for this, is they don't show the wall after it's been destroyed like he pulls him through the read that i
2: like is that it's an idiosyncratic, like that's probably not the right use of that word where a force of habit but your brain it's just, just like a force it. of habit where you're like i gotta go to that room so i go through the door and i go through the door as opposed to being like there's a big fucking hole i can just go through the yeah, hole but i feel like, like the show would
0: laugh at that because you could almost have a an empty wall I mean, like they could have just walked in and then they go around the door and that would be funny we could have highlighted. Why did you not walk? Right, around? we could have. Could we could have on it. your
2: stop and be like, "Why didn't we just go through the, whatever?" Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So it is a set,
0: totally. Yeah. So it might have just been yeah, filmed yeah, on absolutely. a different day or, whatever. Okay, cool. Just wanted to ask.
2: Yeah, I do not. Yeah, I, I, they should have pointed it out. But maybe we're just supposed to find it funny as you just found it. See, like you have highlighted it for us. The show fun. failed.
0: Yeah, but you succeeded. Well, that's what we do there here at this podcast.
2: And clearly, I did not catch that <laughs> any of the multiple times. Yes. So, you know, well,
0: fair enough. Fair enough.
2: The weasel wants to sing. He
1: just needs a tune.
0: He's primed. I'll be pumping him in no time. He'll give us information soon.
2: Okay. Uh, I believe it is time for us to be updated on some watches. Very, very important watches. We do. This, this is the chronicling of our podcast,
0: please. This is Xander construction outfit watch. No, we don't. We do see him, importantly, measuring tape in his hand, uh, saying, I've got to put this house back together. He also gives lectures on proper tool maintenance. So we know he's that he's- Tool talk. uh, Yeah, tool talk. And Andrew calls him a carpenter, which was genuinely hilarious, and I laughed very loud. That was great. Um, My heart went out to him when, what are their names? The the deliverers go through the window?
2: Oh, the bringers. The bringers, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: When they smash through the window, I was like, oh, dude. That sucks. That Sucks. sucks. Super sucks. So I, I feel like that's going to be I a constant say, meme this season. <laughs> he's just going to keep preparing. I have a
2: short, a small quibble. Maybe, mm. Stacia. I don't know if you can back me up on this. While he's not wearing a particular outfit, and in the last episode he did did don a hard hat to go to a board or an office, office meeting, um, and that is, you know, that is the outfit. Is the hard hat? Mm-hmm. I will say that he, by dint of being dressed to get dirty and holding tools, is kind of wearing a construction uh, outfit. Wow. Maybe oh, more wow. so than the last episode. I don't know. I think it would kick out it. I think there's a line. I'm I don't
3: know. Starting I have to see the clothes. But I didn't clock <laughs> yeah, him I as know. wearing a construction outfit, so I don't think it can. I will tell
2: you, the outfit he is wearing is an orange open button-down shirt. Classic Xander. Oh, no. Xander, there you no. go. But his pants were a tan khaki color, if you will. Shoes the exact same color as if his pants and shoes were one unit he became blower torso man there was no he's he got a poo bottom <laughs> there it is Way right to there. poo bottom same same color you can't even tell he's wearing shoes you can't even see him, yeah. uh, you
0: can't even see him because they're that's one not unit. a construction outfit they are I'm sorry. one unit <laughs> i stand by my no okay. not a construction outfit watch that's fine that's fine um but i did say sadly if we were on the lookout for xander military man which could have absolutely been a watch uh, this would have we would have won. We would have got one. Um, the download mm. on triggers and I Sleeping agents that. very good. So
2: I quibble with that because I also was going to be like, wow, we're still hearkening back to Halloween episode. Well, they explicitly it's, said it's not. It's I know, not. That. I know. He explicitly said I, it's not because I
0: know, of that. I know. But but it would have been good enough. It would have been good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That you would have counted. All right. You know what? This whole fucking thing is a sham. No, because you counted for Drew
0: Goddard because he knows what he's fucking doing. um, Also, they called it going to military school. You would say, did you get that from Halloween? Like the fact that she was like, when you were in the military or whatever she said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lies. That's stupid. That never happened. Yeah. So that was a flubbed everything. (laughs) Maroon jacket watch slash Anya belt alert. And I said, no, this category feels like a red herring. It seems like they did this one time and then nothing ever happened again. So, I know. Where's the belt, man? And Yeah, she wore like three different pairs of pants, and they're all normal belt loops with no belts. So Dawn's piercing screams. It is subtle, and I had to go back to confirm, but it is there. She does give a scream when there the is bringers there. come. When they're getting attacked. Very subtle. Yep. She has hardly been in the show the last couple of episodes. <laughs> Chips a <laughs> That Ahoy. is uh, Buffy straight up ass when his chip stopped working. So, yes, very explicit. The littlest bad. Do we even fight vampires anymore? Yes. Now, we do focus on Spike. A vampire, so you can't deny that. But then when Buffy, as the first, says, do you want to see what a real vampire looks like? Okay. I say, we haven't been dealing with vampires this entire time. So, in fact, we've never deal- dealt with a single vampire on the show. <laughs> and, in fact, we've never done. Dealt- okay. Yeah, so there you go. Confirmed. This show is not a vampire see- show.
2: I was gonna go the opposite way and say the Chiracan Khan does not count because the Chiracan Khan is in a league of its own. The Uber vamps are of another class. And we we say vampire colloquially on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we mean the bastard human watered down vampire. That is what we mean, vampire.
0: Well that that one looks like a so, goblin to me. So until I learn more, yeah. he's just a goblin. Uh Buffy has a personality. Yes, she does for sure. Um Messy tool maintenance is my first one. So either Xander is complaining about Buffy and Joyce's organization of their tools, or he's lecturing himself on his own mismanagement of his tools. Because if he brought his own he he's bitching right, about yeah. it, why is he? Why? Yeah. So it must be about them. So they have messy tool maintenance. She confer, she continues to maintain her ignorance on guns and gun culture, which is nice to see. And yes. I have to say, this is a trope that I hate in movies since we were talking about the one earlier. Um I, you could you could argue that she has a nursing instinct um, if you count her going down to dab an enormous washcloth with one tiny piece of water to wipe the blood off of Spike's <laughs> mouth from when he tried to uh, kill Andrew. Um, and I love that we got He's Tucker's brother out of that. That was worth it in the end for me. But I hate it when movies do that. It's just dip, dip, and then like, no, just put the fuck bowl <laughs> there. Let them do it. Especially a prisoner. What are we doing? <laughs> so anyways, uh, she has a nursing instinct. So we think. Daofer watch. Personality. No. No, he mm-hmm. should show up, but he isn't. Uh, most valuable weapon, Sunnydale and cell phones. I said, no, I feel like it's bad protocol to have your diarrhea announced to your boss via your two-year-old sister <laughs> instead of picking up a cell phone and dialing it in. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> That's an accurate statement. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> also, I have to admit, I, I I always like think about you know with words and stuff. You're always asked like, what's a word you can't spell? I'll tell you what, diarrhea. I do not diarrhea. know how to spell. Diarrhea. Like, impossible. Not only that, but I couldn't get spell check to get it close. I tried it 15 different ways. And I'm just like, how? That's always the biggest self-burn. You're
2: like, it has no idea. I had to fucking Google yeah. it. I created a word. I had to Google it.
0: It was awful. That's when you know you have lost. It's such a fucking weird word. Um,
2: <laughs> how many are? 16? I don't know. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate it. Uh, Michael Wicca, Amy, I to watch. I said sort of. Andrew was gearing up to do something. We learned later that it was like to be sacrificed, but- to me was, he was wearing all black. He was, and you know, with the he had the, Willow got the free blood. That was really the best part about it. She she went there to pay, and she just got free blood. So that worked out well for her. <laughs> um, there's too many damn kids in the Summers' house. I said for next week's sake, right when I think all the people are showing up. I'm going to say no, because that's what we're going for. But yeah, we're definitely here. Andrew pushed it over. You know, I said last week, Spike was like, we got two
2: more I mean, we're and spikes now. Yeah, yeah. And
0: all of the bringers showing up, there's a dead body in the living room. Like there's too many fucking people yeah, for sure. <laughs> but technically, no, because, you know, uh, by the way, is Willow okay? And I said, yes, I, I said that she is actually doing really great. Um, she's delighted to have an excuse to leave, although she could leave at any time. Uh, I'm sure this is not her first time getting animal blood either, so she's probably cool and knows the butcher and we're good. Um, she even asked Buffy if she's okay. So it's nice to see friends mm-hmm. being friends. We talked about that a lot yeah. over the whole series. Um, and then talk about, you know, well, this is the trigger the horse joke, but talk about triggering. Uh, she handled it well with Tara. Handled it well. with I know. Uh, All of that. Didn't fall apart. Yeah. So uh, And joking about her own power to exterminate all life on Earth is that's progress to me so she she did great <laughs> <laughs> Growth. yeah books a million no we we only talked about research you know let's look into stuff and then obviously all hell broke loose so i don't think we saw a book in this entire episode streets ahead yes in sunnydale we have prime choice which is our um you know meat store so that's where you go to get your, oh the butcher the butcher um didn't we do the a butcher before didn't buffy get blood for angel at some point and it was like an industrial setting by the docks so they've definitely moved into the commercial district that sprung up at sunnydale because now where'd the club go is this on the same place (laughs) whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) uh in england we also have the council headquarters we've never seen that right have we ever done that before no yeah yeah. so first and last and finally giles biggest ko philosophers muse to ko is to cease to be alive theologians call it the supreme ko surveyors call it the furthermost ko doctors call it acute ko diana ross calls it the supreme ko cat power calls it the greatest ko but we simply call it giles biggest ko he is presumed dead it doesn't get much worse except being dead so yes this is this is about as big as you can get nobody can find Giles mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> bravo that was beautiful uh yeah R.I.P. <laughs> Giles see you later buddy
0: last we saw hi <laughs> <is laughs> <the deposition. laughs> no I would love I would love it if he actually survived that and he was actually about to run into the council room with big information he just he died in the blast
3: and then and to be bo- blown up immediately <laughs> I <would> iconic <laughs>
1: I believe the uh, subtext here is, is rapidly becoming uh, <coughs> a text.
2: What's most important is that we break the sucker. It is time f- for doing that. Willow hacks we talk about the net slash something Wicked this way comes. Nothing, as we discussed. No tech, mm. no magic. No. Just some awful bad guy fake bluffing. Five, Dawn needs an adult. Dawn takes an opportunity to paint a vivid picture about Buffy barfing and shitting her brains out to a potential (laughs) love interest, which I can't say is exactly mature, but it is excellent. And more importantly, she holds her own against the bringers, man. She actually, like, does that cool, like, kicks one, and she rolls on the ground. She does a great job. Her only mistake was hesitating for the kill shot, right? Like, she was about to bring down the axe and then hesitated, and the guy fucking popped up.
0: Thank God for Xander. I know. Thank God Xander was there.
2: Oh, don't we say that always? Thank God for Xander. Uh, So I gave her a seven because she really, like, took those lessons from lessons she's been working on it she's been training somewhere off screen she's been doing it because she's not on the show anymore uh monster (sighs) of the week i guess the bringers Mm. because they're kind of the only really bad guys in the episode and they're pretty creepy with the whole you know scratched out eyes thing uh no fatalities but as you pointed out they do completely fuck up buffy's house which does feel like a ko to xander so in a way we did kill Xander ah, a little bit, I so I gave them a five. No,
0: they didn't have to come through the window. Let's just be honest, but they did.
2: And not only that, and then Spike ripped out the entire fucking wall upstairs. Like, Xander has a lot of new work ahead of him that he's not getting paid for. He will not get paid for. <laughs> no, he will not. <laughs> That's volunteer work. So, KO to Xander. Uh, power. No one woman should have all that power. Power power of faith. Buffy believes in Spike. For better or worse, she truly believes in him, that he's a changed person, a vampire, or whatever. She has faith that Spike has something to offer the world. And that faith is the reason that she keeps him alive, that he still gets to not breathe another day. Good for him. I give that a 10, because goddamn, that saves Spike's life. That keeps saving Spike's life. Wow. The power of faith. Relationship gooders a badness, despite the Spike murdering and the big bad looming, I think everyone is in the best relationship place they may have been in a while. Because, as you pointed out, too, like, Buffy and Spike clearly have something approaching trust, right? Willow checks in on Buffy. When's the last time we checked in on our friends? Uh, Zadra and Anya are co-interrogating, getting along, making jokes. And we can finally begin our friendship with Andrew now that we have kidnapped him. Bizarre. I mean, friends all around. Relationship great. Eight. And Episode specific because it has to be said again, as you, Stacia, aptly pointed out. I am Willow. I am Death. Two out of ten. I hated that whole interaction. It was the worst. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why are there scenes in the alley always terrible? It just made me think about that Glory and Ben screaming and running around in the alley. Oh my, oh my God. God. That was so switching bad. Back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah. with Dawn and, like, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Terrible. That was bad. Uh, that's a total of 37 for the episode. Seven out of nine for the season. Above, beneath you, and below, help. Because, again, I can't help but feel like nothing happened. It just doesn't stick with you. This is not an episode you're ever going to fucking remember. I don't think so. Is what really happened? Yeah. I don't know. Can't can't confirm. Stacia, where did you rank this episode? I put this at 53
3: out of 131. That's so much higher than I would think. Yeah, I didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's below Superstar and Triangle and above Spiral and Buffy versus Dracula.
2: You know that hurts me, Nykor.
3: I know. Uh, where? So this is right around. Dark Age of yep. sixty-one. Sixty-one. Okay. Dark Age. Of... Now you're making me question. Maybe I should put it lower. Hey, look!
2: You already made your choice. That's I did. Fine. Whatever. Because you didn't know what else to do. I get it. That's fine. You won't regret it. It's gonna be fine. This is already so messed up. (laughs) Okay, fifty one. What's what's the the uh, what's plot? Yeah, but the tiny the the tiniest plot. There you go. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Because you already did the real plot. Give me the tiny plot.
3: Uh, Buffy ties Spike to a chair. Not sexy. (laughs) Will kidnaps Andrew. Uh, the first vamp naps Spike and summons an Uber vamp. Yeah, I don't usually write lies in my plot summaries because then I wouldn't remember what happened in the episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Great job. Okay, Daniel, where did you rank this?
0: Um, Yeah, so this one was tough for me. I enjoyed watching it a lot. I enjoyed talking about it a lot. I knew that this would be one that would be enjoyable. But, you know, again, there's a lot of, like, problems. But I think the problems are (laughs) forgivable because, I mean, what we're complaining about, a lot of it is I just like hanging out with my friends. So on some level, if the episodes that are going to be filler in a 22-episode season, as long as they're good, And I thought this one was like definitely good enough. It didn't dive into the shit enough. And it actually by destroying the council, which was hilarious, that was great. So like they did a lot of stuff that I, they could have just used that as a springboard for worse stuff to go for the rest of the season. But the fact that they commented on it and killed it, that was hilarious. There were so many good, funny moments here that even the CGI blood, the fact that the seal opened. And then the next time we see that goblin outside of it, the seal is closed up again. It, Doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. Those, those elements of the episode are really janky, but I don't, I don't want to ding the show too much for that. So I'm going to put this at a pretty middling place, the same as as station. I'm going to put it at 58. Now I only have so many places to put it left and outside of, I think 68, then it goes down to the nineties. And I just don't think that this is that bad. Last week was a terrible episode. And this one had way more charm, way more laughs. I enjoy this so much better. Yeah. Um, so fifty-eight mm-hmm. for me, um, two above it, uh, Lover's Walk is is number fifty-seven. Number fifty six is Who Are You? Uh, and fifty six is uh This Year's Girl. So those two were com- oh right, combined because they're this a single mm-hmm. single episode. And then underneath um is it fucking a fucking Amends. Amends is fifty nine. And help is 60. It
2: still seems high. I don't know. Putting this in the upper third seems high, but also where else are you going to put it? I mean, you both make great points. I just feel like there's going to be worse. It's not the worst.
0: There's going to be worse.
2: It was funny. It wasn't fun to watch. It's just Mm -hmm.
3: like when you look back on it, you're like,
2: huh. I feel bad, again, about dunking on Jane because it's like, Jesus Christ, Drew Goddard just outwrote you without doing a lot of work. I got to say, he's a reference king because the dude has watched the whole show and really loves it, but like-
0: he didn't even have to go so hard. He just needed Andrew in the episode and he still had uh, But Jane has shit one bad one bad day, but she was also writing with someone else. Yeah. I mean, that's also uh, there's not been a mm. Jane a single right. episode that's been bad. Right. I mean, don't let it's David, let's blame David. Well, and I don't want to blame David, <laughs> Absolutely. Either, but you know, don't write combined episodes. You don't I mean, I know why they do yeah. it, but it's just it's it, it, but it was just such a slog. Like it just it was so unenjoyable to watch. This one at least was enjoyable, so
2: yeah yeah for sure okay well great job i think you both make excellent points i think this was a wonderful episode i for an episode that i'm like there's nothing going on we sure had a lot to talk about it, and i'm glad that we did but that uh the time is over now unless stay sure has anything else to say about never leave me
3: i don't understand why you call them the bringers because in the show they call them the harbingers and binger is not
2: yeah, winner. no, so they call them both for some reason. Buffy calls them the Bringers or so. It's like th- they are both called the Bringers and the Harbingers. I don't know what. Maybe Caleb calls them the Bringers at some point, but they are called both. Saying both is correct.
3: They should be called the Bingers.
2: You can call them the Bingers from this moment. I will. The Bingers. I mean, maybe. hey, you know what? That's the best amalgam, right? The Harbingers, the Bringers, the Bingers. They're the Bingers. Daniel, anything else to say about this episode? No,
0: no. I didn't know what they were called either but
2: <laughs> yeah the Harbingers is what like I was
3: just calling them the creepers when I was doing the plot and then halfway through the episode I realized
2: they actually have a name yeah I will I'm gonna have to <laughs> look it up I'm gonna have to look up the etymology of the uh,
0: look up you mean maybe Google the that could be a fun Harbinger. fact <laughs> for next
2: episode <laughs> yeah. uh, but we're not there yet so until we get there Stacia please say goodbye goodbye damn it
0: have you ever asked yourself why you can't record it after everything we've done? It's not love. Don't rationalize it into some noble podcast.
2: <laughs> noble podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for Bring on the Night. Great episode title. We'll see if it's a good episode. Is it good? Yeah, again. Is it a good? I don't know. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. Like. <laughs>
1: not your fault. You're not the one doing this. I already did it. It's already done.
0: She's killed more men than smallpox. Does smallpox still kill people? She's killed a lot of
1: How can you say that? Apparently, I just slotted out for Sunnydale, pet I'm not really worried about being polite anymore. Her exact words were, "I've got stuff coming out of both ends." Thank you. That's very helpful.